0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative.
1: What's up? Welcome to the podcast. It's Father Nathan and Father Michael. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. We're back after a short interlude for me to clear the phlegm from my throat. Yeah, me. Brew some chamomile tea. So, what Father John would always drink whenever he was sick. Mm. When he gave up bourbon once every year, he would have a little bit of chamomile. So I still have like 24 sachets. Sachets? 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 Satchels. Well, it's like tea sachets. Sachets? Sachet. 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 Mm. (laughs) I think that's a dance. Yep. Another thing that people can make fun of me (laughs) for mispronouncing. (laughs) Well, I said satchels. (laughs) That can't be right. (laughs) That can't be right. That can't be right. Yep. So um, last week, um, I went to the Broncos-Packers game with Father Matt Book. We had won uh, tickets through the Archdiocese because we won the Priest's Pool. Yes. Which this year, we're going to fill out a bracket for all the companions so that we can have a, a strong chance of winning. That's a great idea. Don't tell all the priests of the Archdiocese. <laughs> um, but uh, Father Matt and I made an agreement that whoever won would take the other person. Nice. And Father Matt won. And uh, so we, we chose the game, and Father Matt really wanted to go to the Packers-Broncos game. And then, as it turns out, both teams were 6-0, and and uh, tickets were going for anywhere from 500 to $1,500. Yeah. So uh, we definitely picked the right game. Except for the fact that the Packers uh, didn't show up, and the Broncos like took them behind the woodshed, and poor Father Matt, it was uh, it was not a pretty sight. Oh, poor guy! It was so. Um, anyways, but it was it was a magical magical event for all those who who were watching on television.
0: That's one of the things that the archdiocese always always invites me into, even though not not technically of the archdiocese. I always get the emails and the the opportunities to win bronco never have
1: but i've never have
0: this opportunity so thank you aquila and all the archdiocese shout out to father randy dollins for sending me the emails too
1: yeah actually father randy was there Uh, father randy was uh was there with this other guy dennis um from Silverthorn and frisco um but yeah it was uh it wasn't it wasn't a pretty game uh, especially if you were a Packers fan, as far
0: Broncos fans, it was glorious.
1: Exactly, our offense was was good, and it gave us hope for going into the Finally. future. Finally, yeah. the um, well, what I will say is, uh, I had to make a decision because I was like, "Am I going to be in solidarity with Father Matt and go as kind of a, a Bron- <laughs> as a Packer fan?" But in my truest self, I am a Bears fan, okay. and I'm I'm not like a huge Bronco fan. Um, but I am in Denver, and so I like to see them do well. Yeah. Um, but um, do you know the author Lao Tzu? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The Art of War. Yeah. One of the best-selling books of all time. He says a, a classic statement: "The enemy of my enemy <laughs> is my friend." Is my friend. Yeah. And as a Bears fan, um, I am <laughs> in accord with the with the Broncos, and in their in their pursuit of you know, a beat down of the Packers. And while the Bears can never deliver a beat down on the Packers, I I, I rejoice that someone <laughs> finally f- someone finally did. So um, anyways. See, I overanalyze this. <coughs> so
0: like, I I actually like the Packers because they're fan owned. I like the whole Lambo leap. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like many aspects of what they do. I also like, this is hard to say, I like the Patriots. I, I like the Patriots. <laughs> I like them because they're, they're so dedicated to the game of football. I mean, to the point of near cheating sometimes. But they're che- so cheating, dedicated, or cheating, or, or, or outright. Well, or outright. outright I, if, if it's outright cheating, I, I take that back. But there, there, there's something about their—they're so obsessed with the game of football because they're so good, but they just—they just, they do football well mm-hmm. in, in in many ways. So. You can yell at me for that sure. if you're. I mean, I, 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 will always, almost always root against them. But I like them as a team. There, there's, I, I can, I can vouch for the reason I like it. Every other team, I'm like, well, I only like them because I live in that city. But I, I can vouch for those two teams. Yeah. I like them for that reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: those reasons. <coughs> That's like saying that you like emperor palpatine because he's really got a good you know strategy <laughs> for defeating you know everyone else I you commend know
0: and his passion
1: Exactly. stormtroopers well done way to <laughs> way to wait a squelch rebellion anyways but part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is because i hadn't been to a bronco game um or an nfl game in i think it was eight years eight mm-hmm. years or nine years ago um and so football definitely has a pageantry like it is kind of a, a choreographed spectacle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you get caught up in it, and you know there's the pregame and the, the you know the people practicing. And then at that game, they honored all of the Hall of Fame team from, I think it's 97 who actually defeated the Packers. So nice. just to stick it to the Packers <laughs> one more time, you get to see all the guys that won, yeah. you know whatever Super Bowl that was. And then you had, like, these guys parachuting in with, like, mm-hmm. um, like fireworks shooting out of their shoes, like, from the sky. It was amazing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, and then recently, there's become this, you know, um, more um, more popularized um, game that goes along with football, namely fantasy football. Yes. Okay. Have you ever played fantasy football before? No, um, I, I understand the attraction, though. I played fantasy baseball once, and I just gave up, like, yeah. halfway through. Okay. Because it's, like, it's 162 games, Yeah. you know? And if you play fantasy football, you're only playing a 16-week season, right. and then playoffs, whatever. But it, it's only Sundays. But then now you have Mondays, and then Thursdays, and now Sunday nights. And so it is rather involved. But yeah. then you get people that start to root for other teams and they're interested in seeing other players win yeah. even though they don't even like that team. Yeah. So like a guy would draft Tom Brady who's like a sworn, you know, Bronco devotee. Right. Um, and cheer when Tom Brady throws like seven touchdowns. Yeah. And that just that's just kind of it's sick. Um, but then now uh, within the last like few years you have this fan duel, okay? Do you know about Fan yeah, Duel? I've seen the
0: commercial. Daily overwhelming.
1: Yeah, daily um, stats, daily, you know, like you can choose your team, whatever else. Give okay. us a
0: stay our daily football.
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I one thing I want to say, and I, to, I told this to Father Michael before we start the podcast, I don't think that football is evil. I don't think that football is from the devil. Okay. Um, but I will say that it, um, it can mimic certain uh, passions, certain sensibilities in man and if left unchecked can be dangerous okay and that's what we're going to talk about um the analogy that i would use is all i'm doing is saying uh be careful uh and the analogy would be like a a mom telling the kids like hey the stove is hot don't touch it you know and if you say oh what do you know you know like i i live my own life you know and there's no way that this is incompatible with a christian life and then you just put your hand on the stove and you're like ah feels so good to burn okay then okay just go ahead and burn yourself i don't really care okay so um, i spent you know a little bit kind of making this my meditation yesterday okay what is it that we are attracted in this okay when you think of daily devotionals what do you think of what do people do daily as part of their regular spiritual regimen.
0: Yeah. You take certain times of the day or certain events that you are already doing and you attach some prayer to those events like meals or waking, sleeping. Yeah. You use scriptures or a book that you pray out of and
1: carry around with you everywhere and read through and... Or your iPhone, you know, like it's got, a, it's got it on your iPhone. You got the iBrievery on there. Yeah. Other uh, devotions absolutely. that people do, they would take 20 minutes out of their day yeah. and they'd pray the rosary. Yeah. I, I don't know how long it takes to pray the Jesus prayer, but would you say 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how much.
0: Like, like I have on my chalk key here, I have 100 beads. And so I would think that that, I would have to estimate that takes me only about probably four or five minutes to if- do 100. Yeah. Oh wow. But that I mean that depends on how I mean you do it along with your breathing. So it <coughs> depends on if, if you're at resting or if you're. You, you just know, got like done moving. with cardio. Yeah, exactly. Then you're going to get through in like thirty <laughs> seconds. Yep. Yeah. But but it, there's no really no beginning and no ends. So you just do so for chalky. You actually pick like a time. Like I'm going to pray for twenty minutes, and you just do it yeah. for twenty minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So you set aside some time and you devote yourself to a greater attentiveness mm-hmm. to God, to the Spirit, to the things that are holy. Yeah. Okay. Um, People do scripture reading, people do, um, like I said, Divine Mercy Chaplet, some people like take times out on Fridays and, you know, do the Stations of the Cross, Uh, but then also Sunday, you know, you have devotions, but more so like that's an obligation, okay? A few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, the NFL's slogan, do you remember what it was? Sundays? Sundays are made Uh, for... Football. football. Yes. I Sundays that. are made for yeah. football. And I I just I just puked in my underwear. Yep. I couldn't stand it. Yep. Because I mean you it's just a take on and again I don't think that they deliberately took it, you know, from scriptures right. or whatever. But it's an inversion and a perversion of the Sabbath was made for man. Yeah. Not yeah. man for the Sabbath. Yeah. I never okay. thought of it that way, but that's right. So then you take that out and say, no, no, what is the telos of man's life? Yeah. Football, okay? Yeah. And I think that there are there are people there. I mean, you should have seen it. People were weeping at the end of this yeah. game. You know, Kid, little kids were weeping. Yeah. And I, I almost did get into a rumble with one of the Bronco fans, because he said something to this little, little Packer Aww. fan. You know, he was like eight years old, and he was standing right there, and the kids started crying, and I was like you you are a very bad man yeah. except i it rhymed with you know <laughs> me rag um so uh so yeah i mean like we have we have taken this concept of you know this game and made it all consuming football is obviously like the highest grossing sport yeah. in the united states i think um probably oh, yeah. put it in whatever terms you want i mean like you know you have um you have you know soccer in other countries that right. or rugby you know for our, our brethren down in Australia congratulations to the All Blacks mm-hmm. who took down the the rugby title um, and uh, but if we take these sports if we take these um, these events of leisure and make them all important we lose our our, our capacity for worship and yeah. we turn this worship into something else. And that's what I really think is happening right now, is that um, people haven't seen or noticed that we have slowly made um, this event something greater than God. Yeah. Um, it's something as simple as, you know, at my parish, um, more people wear uh, jerseys to Mass on Sunday than people wearing suits wow. or dresses. Wow. And I, it's just like, Why? You know, little kids, um, wives—they just they put on their jersey, and uh, there's a part of me that's just like, this is not a place for you to kind of self-identify as a fan. Yeah. Okay. Right. We don't. I don't need that, and you don't need that. You need to feel like you are entering into a place of transcendence, and not like. I got to get this over with because I got buffalo wings to make and uh, a game to TiVo. The whole point of,
0: like, it's built into us to want ritual and to want, Mm -hmm. I mean, God made us to worship him. So we want ritual and we want to go outside of ourselves as a community to interact with something greater than the individuals and even greater than the community and you know, I, I know <coughs> if, if we're gonna find something to fulfill that desire. Yeah. And if we don't find it in church, we'll find out something else. And the problem is is that in in, in football or anything else that, that takes the place of that desire, all of a sudden the desire is lessened. So we, we are we are less needy of church we are less needy of of divine liturgy or mass because we think and and the devil supports us of course is that we are fulfilled in that desire by these much much lesser things yeah that still involve a bit of the other like community like ritual like even vestments i mean it's it's all it's all there yeah there was actually a priest in pittsburgh they have in the (coughs) when i was studying seminary in pittsburgh they had a in the Heinz Museum, there was a priest's stole that had Steeler symbols on it. Oh, and yeah. He would wear this every single Sunday. Oh, uh,
1: we had a priest in our diocese who did the same thing. He had the wow. Broncos, Broncos stole, yeah. and that to me is like it's it's profanity. Yeah, that is the yeah. the I, that is the quintessential uh, definition of what profanity is. And having an idol, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, with this fantasy thing that's going on, whether it's like daily or whether it's weekly. We are in preparation for this event. We're in preparation for the actual execution of these games. And it doesn't matter if you're actually physically gambling or you're just like in it with your friends or if you're doing this fan duel thing where you're like, you know, okay, I got I to win. I got to win today, whatever. You've replaced, you've replaced prayer. That's effectively what prayer is supposed to be be doing. We are supposed to take time daily and weekly mm-hmm. to enter into the mysteries of God. Mm-hmm. And through prayer we are actually participating in the the divine nature and we are actually participating in a community of saints and a community of witnesses both on this earth through intercession and in the and the next, yeah. you know, in the, the new heavens and the new earth. Um but then through kind of fantasy we're living exactly that we are living fantasy and we are saying i'm actually participating in something and i'm not right i am i feel like i'm in that game even when i was right there i mean i was you know screaming and yelling along with everybody else you know to try and make them you know fall start right. which they did <laughs> <You> suckers <know. laughs> um but okay so maybe that maybe that's a little different the closer i am to the action or something but like when people just take time from their families, from their friends, from their work, from their soul and just focus on i got to read every single story on, you know, ESPN. Yeah. I got to read every single injury report, I got to read all the stats and everything else. What were people doing back in the day before there was the internet and TV and whatever else? They did have devotions. Yeah. And they knew about the particular saint Mm -hmm. They knew about this particular devotion. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. rote repetition. It was, I sincerely want to interact with um, the things that are holy in this, whatever span of time. And just, I I would, that would be a good examine. And I do it too. If you look at what is the number one website that I visit, it's not, you know, New Advent, it's not, you know, iBrievery, it's ESPN. Mm -hmm. I want to read about my teams, I want to do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But then, I don't have time to pray. Right. I don't have time to pray. Really, you don't have time to pray, and I say the same thing. I don't have time to pray. Well, um, how long were you on the internet today? Right. Which is a virtual participation and not an actual participation. Right. And that I think that can be really dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the, the coming from my tradition in the Byzantine world, you have every day is broken up into hours so like in the monastic hours you have first third sixth and ninth hour yeah. you have matins vespers compliment, midnight office you have so every day the every hour th- throughout the day you spend a certain ritual in, in in interacting with god throughout the day then every week has its own structures so every day has its own structure of prayer morning noon night etc et and then every week you have Monday is always for the angels, Tuesday's always for John the Baptist, Wednesday's for the cross, Thursday's for the apostles and St. Nicholas, Mm -hmm. Friday's for the cross, Saturday's for the dead, and Sunday's for the resurrection. So so you have a daily structure, you have a weekly structure, and then you have the annual structure that includes fasts, feasts, and a saint for every day, multiple saints for every day. So there's something built into us, and if you wanted to do something evil, you could see the way that the church the I like reflects God and reflects and shows how he should re- and you take that same structure you and you it. It, you mimic it you mimic in it. In, a, in a in a even in a neutral way football's neutral but but if you mimic it you're you're actually dropping it down a level so people can participate in the same Reality that's built into us for that need for ritual and structure, community, you know, learning, engagement in something greater than ourselves, and you may get something less than than what it is. I mean, literally, I, I often think, and I don't want to get too much into this, but you know, there's there certain things that in our world I see that because of a lack of community and this individualism that we have, it's like I can do whatever I want, even if it affects you adversely. It, you know i can I should be able to do whatever I want so for instance, um I know this is a bigger topic but but you know there's there's we talk about modesty, you know and and so people can say, well, I can dress however I want, and if people of the opposite sex are gonna fall into temptation, like what is that to me? I'm not my brother's keeper you know again th- there there's different levels of of that engagement, but I often think like it, when when mostly we you know for better or for worse, apply modesty to women, like for men, if I said like I know if I wanted to be evil. I know what would attract a girl to me and because I'm angry I'm going to do all of those things just to manipulate her just out of pure evil in other words I'm going to say I can I can act as sweet and as comforting and as malicious as I want and if she acts adversely to that then it's her fault mm-hmm. like I I can I can call her every day and then just not call her for a week. You know, I, I can do all these things. And, and if she is, if she's responding negatively to my behavior, then what's her problem in that? You know, literally that's what the devil has done with other ritualistic things other than our faith. He's taken, he sees the way that God created us. He sees the way that what we need in order to interact with God. And he's, like you said, mimicked it mm-hmm. in in a neutral or in a completely negative way so that we no longer Need to have those same good urges fulfilled in Christ, but we can do them through lesser means that we convince ourselves the devil convinces us are as fulfilling as the other,
1: and the devil always uses things that are good and makes them bad, right sex um like we talked about in the last podcast, alcohol yep. um, or wine, you know food it, yep anything, food yeah. um friendship, you know through you know technology or mm. whatever else um so this is just another way in which he's taking something. That is good and morally morally neutral, for the most part, I would say. Right. Um, and turning it into something that is should, is greater than what it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something else that you said, I mean, that <clears throat> I think is important is um, you're talking about the daily structure. So then you, for us, we have kind of, when is football on Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Right. But then college is on Saturday. And then high school is Friday. And right. then, you know, now they're playing it on Thursday and whatever. So it's kind of taking over this whole, you know. We week, yeah. you know, dominating, yeah. but then also seasons. You know, you have seasons yeah. where it's like we do a season where we're going to really focus on this. But then you have extra time, post season. It doesn't matter if it's NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA. If you're going to watch, you're going to watch in those. Postseason, yeah. why? Because it is a special time, an extraordinary time, not an ordinary time. Hint, hint. <laughs> where we are going to pay, we're going to pay particular attention to um, this event. Right. What are we doing in Advent, Christmas, Lent, and Easter? We are saying this. These are extraordinary times where we are going to pay particular attention. To these events, yeah. and people are like, "Oh gosh, why do we have to do this? You know, why can't we just have one day?" You spend all year preparing for the Super Bowl, yeah. and then when the Super Bowl comes, we pull out all the stops, right. all the stops. Okay, and uh, for Christmas, sometimes people have less like celebration and like veneration and like time for the holy than we do for these other you know, these other events, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's where it's really like, pay attention folks, right. because something is different here. Um, the vestments that you're talking about, the, the, the ritual actions. The other day I was playing football, uh, flag football with the guys uh, from the high school retreat. And I knew how to do all the symbols for pass interference, mm-hmm. safety, nice. you know, um, you know, chop block, you know, illegal man downfield. I know all the referees, you know, symbols, do you know the same um, symbols for the church? Yeah. Do you know what you know these kind of things that we see all the time—the Cairo, the INRI, the IHS, the um, uh, when the priest puts his hands, you know, in the orans position, mm-hmm. when he's actually making the cross, uh, when the epiclesis happens? What do these things mean? Yeah. No, no, I'm not really that interested. I think it's people need to investigate. We need to investigate in ourselves.
0: Why is it that we're attracted to those type of symbols for something that's entertainment, where we're not as attracted to them when it comes to something that literally means life or death for us? <laughs> I think part of that, and you know, I don't think this is exactly how we think, but I know that I've, I have become presumptuous of God's love for me. So like I, I presume his love so much that I can ignore many things in the church <laughs> and, and still feel that there's unconditional love directed at me, and therefore I can ignore these things that's not going to have a big impact on my faith life. Whereas I can say, you know, if someone says, you know, I'm a Christian, that could, that's a, a wide-ranging, you know— Spectrum of, of of abilities and knowledge, etc. Whereas if I say I'm a football fan, and if someone says I'm like I'm a diehard Broncos fan, and I don't know that Peyton Manning is the quarterback, it's like what you know. There's those are two different worlds. But if we investigate why we are so attracted to one and not the other, I think we'll come to the conclusion of the more I invest in my life of faith, including you know understanding the the, the specifics of the small t traditions of of what each mm-hmm. what each mm-hmm. faith does, there there will be I can use my attraction to football and the symbols, I can actually use that attraction in order to get more involved in the life of the church. I can say, what am I so attracted by these other things? And how can I apply that then to say, I'm obviously not investing enough of my time, energy, and interest in the things that are actually life and death rather than things that just kind of bring me closer to the community or allow me to, you know, have a conversation at the bar.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even the players, like you're saying, people that, people that say, well, you don't know, you don't know the players? Like you don't know... Um, you know the offensive line or you know like some people only know the 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 major stars or whatever yeah but people who really know a team like they know the assistant coach and they know like this guy was trained under this guy and Kubiak used to be you know with the Ravens but beforehand he was with the Texans and like you know that has a connection with Shanahan and blah 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 okay great do you know the connection between uh Saint John the Apostle saint ignatius of antioch and saint polycarp yeah (laughs) because these these are our heroes yeah they are our saints yeah and there used to be a time where people would name their kids after the saints and now we're naming them after football or basketball or whatever else and it's like um something has changed here okay again I'm not saying that it's super bad. As I told somebody the other day, they are like, do I have to have a saint's name for my kid's name? I said, remember, St. Agnes wasn't named after St. Agnes before she became a saint, okay? (laughs) Her mom named her Agnes, okay? So, fine. Okay, if you want to name your kid Gate, great, okay? (laughs) If it's named after Antonio Gates from the Chargers, fine, you know? Um, but like, really educate them in terms of the Christian life, yeah, you know, and I just looked up you know, some of the passages surrounding this, and you really come up with a lot of the topics, you know, like um, you know the the second commandment, uh, the Lord is the Lord, and him alone shall you serve. Mm. Are we serving the Lord? Or is he one of many things that get my attention, that get my devotion, that get my love, that get my support, where I put my money, you know? Um, There's a lot of people that spend way more money on preparing and going and doing these, uh, these sporting events, whether they're you know professional events college events or even like you know for their kids right. but then they'll scoff at we're not going to pay this much money for a retreat
0: right the investment you're, is you're awesome.
1: crazy you yeah. know so then there's that one there's idolatry you know and that's where we place things like money power our team our time over the the proper veneration and worship of god and then the last one would be the sabbath of sunday what if we are made for the Sabbath, or if the Sabbath was made for us, God wants us to rest? Great. If you can rest with football, wonderful. Okay. But are you resting the entire day with football? Right. You know, as yes. soon as you get up, you're checking your fantasy scores, maybe you go to mass, and then you come back home and then you sit for the next nine hours. That's your only rest. Is that yeah. really rest? You know, yeah. like are you actually, you know, entering into it? And then the last thing I would say is, you know, there you, and I've said this before. There was a Nike shirt a long time ago that said, Blessed are the meek, yeah, right. You uh. know, and so you look at it and it's like, who do we celebrate in these in these, you know, the sleek, the strong, um, sometimes the immoral, right? Um, whether as teams, as coaches, or as uh, you know, players. Yeah. And we don't actually want to be like to live the beatitudes. The merciful, forget it, you know, like if that guy hits your pitcher. Like, with a baseball, you're going to fire the same pitch back. Yeah. Why? Because this is the game. Right. Okay? And the game matter. you got to respect the game. Right. We don't respect persons, we don't respect ourselves, and we don't respect God. Yeah. And that's where it's like, um, we just have to be attentive to that, you yeah. know? The Christians, the Christians weren't... Um, they weren't able to go to the spectacles, you know, right. uh, back in the ancient Rome. And that was obviously much more violent right. and horrid. And, you know, people were – there was nudity, there was sex, there was violence, there was, like, killing. Right. The Christians were the ones who were killed by wild animals or by gladiators or yeah. whatever else. Um, so they weren't allowed to go there. We're not at that point yet, okay? I don't think going to the Colorado Rockies is Thank a God. mortal right. sin, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. But um, if – if you're not paying the proper uh, attention to your own soul, mm-hmm. and rather giving yourself wholly into these other things, be careful. You know, yeah. just be careful. And and, and one other thing
0: that you mentioned about the saints when you were saying we we know these all these players, assistant coaches, et cetera, We don't know the saints. Like I I can tell you that like in in the world of Twitter when we, we can we think we can interact with people like interact <laughs> with celebrities, I, I've I've been messaged back by Tony Dungy. This is humble brag, right? Tony Dungy. Nice. He's he, we've we've talked on Twitter, and so is Linda Del Rio, who for other reasons because she's very good and Catholic. Mm-hmm. But but um, I also got a selfie with Wes Welker, and like Wes Welker is the jersey I wear. Um, and the guy who bought me the Wes Welker jersey actually told me, Broncos Wes Welker jersey, told me that, "Will you wear this under your vestments on Sunday?" So this is like <laughs> this is horribly like everything in moderation, right? Everything in moderation. So could could I? I think some people have you said, could you more easily go without mass or divine liturgy or without watching football on Sunday? It's We'd be very humble to say which one of those because yeah. I go without. That's very humbling. But like, so I could easily not wear the jersey under my, I mean, I wear yeah. it like as a t-shirt. But, but also like, you know, everything in moderation. This is more humbling to say about like my chotki. Have you ever noticed my beads? They have blue and orange beads. Nice. So it's all black, but then there's bronco colors. So like this is is my understanding and this is all my prayer beads. That could be totally sacrilegious if, if taken the wrong way. But the way I understand it is that the reason I have 102 is because when I back when I got these chotki, I had just about 100 people coming to Divine Liturgy on Sundays. Yeah. So I would say every time I pray through this, I'm praying for my specific people. One one Jesus prayer for each of them, and then the fact that it's blue and, and, and uh, orange to me just means local. It means Denver. Yeah. You you yeah. see blue and orange, it's for my people, my parish here in Denver. So the, I think these things, I don't, I don't feel bad about doing that because I, I know what it means and I'm not obsessing over it, but but the, the so these things can be taken in moderation, but I do think it's humbling because I do know, you know, people my own parish, and I would be tempted to the same thing. If, if I like back when I could actually watch football, cause I didn't have the, an outreach, um, like I do in Fort Collins, but, but there were days where I looked, I, you know, I, as a human being, I looked more forward to watching like when I was in Pittsburgh, falling asleep, watching the Steelers, was one of the greatest points of my week. Yep. Like just being able to do that. And it was really, I think about it, I go, it's how hum- humbling is that, that I'm letting something that is pure entertainment and, you know, we're tinged with other things, it take more time and joy the way that I think about it than it is, you know, the the grace-filled, salvific actions of union with God that I experience during the Divine Liturgy. I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. My brother, Sean, one time, um, I got on a Sunday after the outreach. I was like, I just went to my parents' house and I crashed on the couch. I was like, I said, oh, my gosh, this is the best part of the day my brother Sean was like, "Well, actually, having the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ coursing through my veins is the best part of my day." Ouch, yeah. ouch,
1: Sean, ouch. But we, we we knew what each other meant. <laughs> all in fun. That's right. I all in everything in moderation. Yes. Okay. And like, and I think if you're seeing that you are more attached to something, and I can't give it up, I can't. Yep. Well, then maybe that's the one thing that you need to really look at. Yep. You know. And, oh, thank God, you know, NFL's not going on during Lent. You know yeah. what? I'll give you full permission. If you cut back during during the football season right. um, and then in, in Lent, you can, you can eat whatever you want. You know, no worries. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Byzantine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like Catholic, I'm not going to yeah. let you eat meat. But you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you make sincere progress in this now... Yep. Um, the the fruits of that are are going to make you a better Christian and a better person and a better brother and a better husband, better wife, better son, etc. Yeah. Okay, so um, again, I'm not. I, I love football. I would love to see the Bears win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would love to see the Cardinals win every single time. Um, but when it when it does when it doesn't go my way, do I give up on prayer? Do I right. give up on you know? Yeah. Sometimes. So, but it, it is important to say. Even the things that I
0: find much joy in, if they're neutral, I'm going to give them up. I, I'll give yeah. it up once out of the sacrifice, out of the, the self-test to see if I can actually do it. And then when I realize how much I missed it, I can say, see this feeling in my heart? I miss something so much. Have I ever had that same feeling for Christ? Mm-hmm. I did that with an old song. I was falling asleep one time. I had an old song that I used to listen to in college, an old CD. I had it playing. My heart ached. I was so nostalgic for a love for that time because it was such a joyful time. I know I've mentioned that before too, but I was like, my heart has ever ever ached this much for, for missing Christ, that Maranatha, that, you know, come Lord Jesus. Yeah. It's, and it, I think those experiences of sacrifice and, and desiring something so much can help our spiritual life. We say, now what do I do to allow my body, my mind, my spirit to yearn for Christ as much as I'm now yearning for this thing that I decided to give
1: up? I don't wanna wait. For our lives to be over. Was that the song? No. Okay. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Sure. Close though. Sure. I, I admit what it was. Anyways. It made my heartache. All right. So, uh, good luck. Good luck with that. Okay. Shout outs. Uh, we have uh, a special insider shout out. Ho, ho, ho. Um, she is secretly gathering names, and uh, they have no idea this is coming. So, boom, boom, boom. Ryan Altenbach, who happens to be a Cubs mega fan. (coughs) Choke. Uh, Have a good year uh, next year. The Rage and Cajun Casey Ollier um, and the North Carolina native Bree Pavlish all get a shout out from our one and only favorite life team missionary, Rose Rap. Yeah. Well played. I don't know if all of them are fully funded, but um, I have already got my missionary, so good luck keeping it in the family
0: alright a few from the email and Facebook uh, Lane Folks from Kings George Virginia an hour south of D.C. he wanted to clarify so we know that is just like you're from outside of Chicago etc. Okay. so they wanted yeah. to clarify Face a message shout out to you uh, Lane the Kohler family oh sorry <laughs> says how to pronounce it right after the Kahler family <laughs> stationed in Vicenza Italy oh questions by your friend Carla Barnes and uh, finally, Rich Bud asked for a shout-out to his wife, Maureen, on her birthday. Just got back from honeymooning in Rome. Wow, all these Italy's in a row. There you go. Enjoy Rome. I did. Father John is. Father Mike is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All
1: right. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Catholic Stuff Podcast. Bum-bum. Like us on Facebook. dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> See dun epic.